And a very good evening to you. It's that time again for the big kickoff uh, football podcast. Um, compliments of the big kickoff.com. Myself, Peter Moore, as always, tonight joined by uh, David Bugler. Dave, good evening to you. Yes, How sir. are you? Ah, not too bad, my mate. Not a bad weekend. Plenty to talk about, no doubt. Uh, yes, we have got a huge amount to talk about. Um, we're going to be talking, obviously, mostly about the, the Premier League, but uh, we're going yeah. to throw a couple of other interesting points in as well hopefully at some point we will be joined by neil also from the uh, big kickoff.com but until neil gets here it's uh, me and you dave to uh digest uh, no various topics as they say um <laughs> lots happened this weekend doesn't it uh, to, to be perfectly honest with you um we're going to yeah. talk about uh, jose Mourinho. we're going to be talking about harry mm. kane in particular as well um yeah. and of course it wouldn't be the same, would it, Dave, if we didn't mention VAR that's uh, reared its Yeah, ugly there's no getting away from it. This, this, <laughs> there's literally no getting away from it this week. We, you can't not do it, unfortunately. Yeah, so I tell you what, let, let, let's start off with VAR. Why not? Yeah. Um, I suppose the big VAR this weekend, until yeah. yet another one appeared in the uh, early kickoff tonight, but I can't remember yeah. it. Um, VAR offside for Liverpool. Um, Dave, what's your yeah. thought? <laughs> I'll stick to my opinion that I've said for months about the offside and this isn't me agreeing with it by the way but it's consistent mm. you know there's no two ways about it but um, everyone suffers from it so there's no point in saying it's only one club they all, all suffer from it but it's just you know back in the day if you're unsure, it goes like the, the, the benefit of doubt goes to the attacking team. That's gone out the window with this. And you're watching them doing it live. And obviously I'm watching it as a Liverpool fan on, on the Saturday. And I'm kind of, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, can't be. And then you're looking at the lines going, it's going to be. But then you're still looking going because the naked eye and the angle of the players is still going, is it though? Is it though? And you're like, is as Ireland, and then people are on, on your Twitters and the social media going, ah, li the Liverpool line is thinner than the other line, and just people <laughs> pouring doubt over it. And it, it's got that silly. And you know, there's been different questions about this, and I think something of like something that minuscule because it happened to uh, Wolves against Fulham as well. So it's mm. this isn't a Liverpool thing, or and it happened earlier on, which right. which were the PGMOL came out and gave some strange explanation because I think Kyle Bartley was in the way. <laughs> they couldn't say where Diania's arm was, so they had to go with the on-pitch decision, which was offside, even though it looks like he was onside. So, you know, across three different um, instances, the offside rule, as consistent as it is, it's just like... So frustrating for the game. Obviously, we're going to go into the other instance in Spurs and 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 United, but it's it's a PR disaster. Like there's been a lot of aspects of lockdown Premier League or lockdown football, which has been not a good thing for the game, and it highlights certain aspects of the game in a negative light. And VAR is compounding that now, and it really is, as I said, an awful PR disaster for the game. And then everything else is getting magnified off the back of that and I don't have 
the capability to understand how they can rectify it because without getting into too much detail about it because it'll take up the full 40 minutes I don't think they can like I'll ask you Peter I don't think they'll ever get rid of VAR will they I don't think they, they I don't think they could do it I don't think it it I don't think it'd be a good idea for them to do to pull it would you reckon no I mean look when VAR came in um there was an uproar understandably so yeah but um you're right I mean you know, the, the Premier League were adamant about going with it. And to be fair, as far as I'm aware, Dave, correct me if I'm yep. wrong, I am pretty certain that the Premier League clubs had a meeting all about this VAR before it even kicked in, so to speak. Okay. And they all agreed, or I say all agreed, the vast percentage of them wanted VAR. Now, of yes. course, <laughs> I bet if you had a vote now, Dave, the vast yes. percentage of them would go on the opposite direction. True. But Correct. I, I totally agree with you. As 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 much as it caused controversy, and it caused controversy with managers, players, fans, media, everybody, it's causing controversy. Even ex referees and ex officials, yeah. as well. Okay, and let's be honest, they at their time and in their peak were officiating. To be fair, at probably what would have been at the time the highest level of refereeing. Mm-hmm. So. You know, even they have come to the conclusion. You know, what on earth is going on? So, come on, we've got to we've got to sort this out. But I totally agree with you, Dave. There's, in my opinion, it is here to say. Um, yeah. I personally would have got rid of it ages ago. Um, I've, yeah. I've never yeah. been a fan of it because I've always turned around and said at the start, if you're going to have VAR, use it sensibly, but you've got yeah. to have consistency, haven't yeah. you? And, and yeah. you know, you, you've you've come up with wonderful points there. And just quickly going back to the earlier game tonight, I heard from somebody yeah. that apparently um, they couldn't get a hundred percent decision because it was a different. There was a different camera angle that wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm. so look, look. If you're gonna if you're gonna have technology, Dave, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go. I'll go into other sports. Okay. Yeah. Cricket has it. Mm-hmm. It works. Okay. Yeah. Tennis has it. Okay. Yes, there's there's controversy, but overall, it will work. Yeah. But the difference is, it's a consistent level of calls. Yeah. You're right. At the moment, you know, offside. I mean, how many times have we discussed this on the Big Kickoff football podcast about you know offsides? Well, it's it's his little finger that's or a nail movement. Yeah. And 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 now we're getting even media pundits who are analysing things, saying, "Well, actually, if we draw this line slightly closer, then you know, I mean, <laughs> where, where does it end, Dave? You know, where right. is it going to end?" <laughs> yeah, and and like you know, and even the rugby, like as well, like you know, yeah. more often than not, they get the the decisions right, but when they do get it wrong, it's very rare, and when it happens they're very much more receptive of it because it's such a rarity. And sometimes there is that awful angle where I literally can't see the grounding. I'm sorry, we can't get the penalty or we can't. And players are very much aware of it, but I think it highlights more so in the Premier League a little bit because I'd like to, because obviously I don't want to be looking like I'm bashing the the English league because it is the league I follow regardless of where I'm from. Mm. But this problem doesn't seem to be as, I won't say other leagues because I don't watch them consistently enough. But certainly in the Champions League, I don't remember this season really scratching my head over VAR. I don't know. It's because maybe they don't review quite so much as what the Premier League refs do. I'm not so sure. But like I don't remember us having this great debate or straight away, I can't think of this incident this, this year in the Champions League game where I'm ready to 
smash the TV because it happens in pretty much every single game I watch in the Premier League. And I don't know whether it's because are they too involved in the Premier League? Like, what's the difference? Because it's almost every game there's an issue. And I just find it very strange. And it's, uh, it, it's potentially highlighting the ineptitude of the officials. I'm not sure because I'm not saying it has to work and I'm not saying it will work. It's just, why is it so inconsistent in the, in the Premier League, the league that we follow? I find it very strange. And it's just, yeah, I, I, I fear for the future, not for the future of the game as a whole, but it because of, say, lockdown and, you know, there's no fans there. So you can hear... You can hear players scream. Somebody screamed during the game between Spurs and mm. and, and United, and you'd swear, oh, this must be a bad leg break. 20 seconds later, they're bombing down the line again. But it, like Players are at it constantly in the 90 minutes. It's very hard for a referee, and that's half the reason why it's brought in. Yeah. But then, now they're given that advantage, and they're given that crutch or that, that extra support, and they're still struggling. And it really is like, what more can we do? I, I, I fear for the game in that sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, just taking up your point there, Dave, I mean, mm. um, I do tend to watch a reasonable amount of European yeah. football, uh, you know, the Liga, the French League, yeah. etc. And you're right. I mean, OK, they've got VAR. And, and and they, to me, they use it a lot better than what we do okay. in what is supposed to be, Dave, the Premier League, the biggest league, in inverted Correct. commas, in the world. But you're yeah. right. I mean, you know, you look at European games and, and you highlighted their Champions League matches. How yeah. many times have there been... You're right, Dave. How many times has there genuinely been a controversial VAR call? You're right. Yeah. I mean, you could probably count them on, well, I don't know, one hand. Even yeah. that. So somehow, it, you know, something's got to get right, hasn't it? There's yeah. got to be consistency. I 100% agree with you there. And at the end of the day... To me, if you're not going to have consistency, my personal opinion, I don't know how you feel about this, Dave, Mm -hmm. but my own personal opinion is if you're not going to have consistency and players don't know half the time now, do they? Managers don't know. No. Um, Officials, to be fair, sometimes, you you know, I do feel a bit sorry for them because half the time they're sort of shrugging their shoulders and not to say, well, I'm only going by what I've been told and what I've got to go and look at. So there's got to be consistent. If you're not going to have consistency, in my opinion, it's probably going to upset a few people, Dave. Go back yeah. to the old system. Forget about VAR. Yeah. Let the yeah. official make a decision, okay? Yes, it's he's going to get decisions wrong. Of course he is. I mean, you know, he's only human after all. But yeah. surely we didn't have this dispute before, did we? We we would have had disputes about whether things were penalties or not, or whether things were, but but we we got over them because yeah. we realised that it was just one man doing the best that he could, and they only have one shot at it, and that and the game is so quick, and we sometimes obviously will moan about being hard done by, and straight away I was trying to think of something like the famous ghost goal in yeah. the Champions League semi final, like. That's going to go down in history, but like at the same time, Chelsea fans will be bitter about it. And they, but it's almost like they want it that way instead of almost by VAR because there's that mystery, if you know what I mean, and that adds to the to the mystery and the his, and the history of this game. Remember that ghost goal, or let's face it, Jeff Hurst in '66, like you yeah. know, you know all these kind of things, and they add to the to the mystique of the game, I suppose, and. Uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago when we watched Ireland and we did a podcast of the Ireland game, there was no VAR on, on one of the instances. And from one angle, it didn't look like a penalty. Second angle, I was like, oh, that's a penalty. And Callum Robinson instinctively went over to the ref and did the, the square thing with his fingers. 
to say go to the bar and he was like it's not on today mm. but we weren't sitting there moaning about the fact that we were robbed of a penalty it was just oh do you remember this is the way it used to be we think it's a penalty but it wasn't given but we got on with our lives and you know we'll have a bit of a moan about it and say yeah if we had got that penalty but it nowadays the anger is it's, it's on a much higher level because the referees have two and three and four and 24 different uh, angles and, and opportunities to change their mind and make the right call and they're not doing it and I think and that's why it's it's more unforgivable now than what it used to be mm-hmm. You're listening to thebigkickoff.com myself Peter Moore and uh, Dave uh, from the Big Kickoff um, right I think Dave that's going to be the last we talk about VAR in the next uh, 25 minutes <laughs> maybe, maybe not now maybe not no, possibly not. <laughs> we haven't yeah, got the Spurs in United yet <laughs> yeah that's a good point actually anyhow swiftly moving on yeah go um, on let's let's talk about Mourinho um yeah we've said time and time again about this man and his comments and everything else he made interesting comments over the weekend about Son the game Solskjaer in particular having no trophies only three points Dave is this Mourinho at his best? Is this Mourinho thinking to himself, I'm not going to be here very long, so, you know, why should I really worry? Or has he got a point about his statement about what he's won and, and what he hasn't won? All, all I can give him is a bit of respect. Like, he's been there and done it. But football moves but moves very quickly. You know, I can sit here and try and say Liverpool are still one of the best teams in the league, but I can't. You know, they're sixth or seventh. Last year and the year before. Like, that's how quick the game moves. Liverpool were arguably the best team in the league and they're been super strong. But I can't sit here and say it now. And I can't dine off the fact that they won the league last year because officially they technically lost it now. Mathematically, they can't win it. So mm. I can't dine out on that anymore. Like, that's how quick the game moves. So I can give him respect for everything he's done. But unfortunately for him, it's a long time ago now. But that doesn't mean you get to say or do whatever you want. And I suppose going back, not to VAR, by the way, but, you know, it's a bit like the players sometimes say media and, and, and obviously ourselves when we're talking about stuff. If we kind of get to something that they don't like, they put you back in your place and go, you never played the game. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's almost a bit like that. I've won trophies. You haven't. I know more than you, you know, back in your box, young man. You know, mm. I, I think it's a bit of bruised ego. He deserves respect for everything that he's done and remarkable achievements. Um, but that doesn't give him the right to kind of just kind of push Ali Solskjaer down just for that reason alone. I, it's a, not disrespectful, but it's a bit, it's almost like he's a character of, of what he used to be. The spark is not there the way it used to be way back when, you know, the game is kind of maybe a bit like what it would be for everyone. It's kind of made him a little bit more on the bitter side. And unfortunately, his star is fading, whether, we, whether he wants to admit that or not. But, you know, yeah, is he starting to act like somebody who mightn't be there for much longer? Absolutely. But, you know, unfortunately, football moves by very quickly. And as I said, it gets some respect, but that doesn't mean he gets to say his opinion holds more sway than, say, Oli Solskjaer. Mm-hmm. On the subject of Spurs, Harry Kane, that name's been cropping up again, yeah. Dave. Um, <laughs> interesting comments about the Champions League from him recently. Uh, yeah. What's important. I mean, OK, you can look at that two ways. I know most people are going to look at it and say, well, obviously he wants Champions League football. Otherwise, that's it. He's off. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Mm. Shut the door. Um, what's your take on it? Um, Harry Kane's a funny one because, you know, 
if he wants trophies, if he wants medals, I think I think we'd all be in agreement. He needs to go elsewhere. You know, if that's what he really wants, uh, success, playing at the top level, a few medals in the in, in the cabinet when it's all over, and then obviously consistent Champions League football. Yes, move. Tottenham are still too inconsistent. There's a potential rebuild there. They're not quite. Or, or, there's another. Uh, 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 as I said, a rebuild of getting a, a decent squad in there, but it's all temporary, short-term fixes. If he sticks around with a, with Spurs, you know he'll get legendary status. He he could potentially break the Premier League record. He'll eventually probably break Rooney's record at England. Will he be able to dine off that for the rest of his career? Probably. But is that what he really wants? Yeah. Maybe if that's what he really wants, stick with Spurs. But if he wants success, he wants real trophies and not just individuals. I think realistically he has to move. That's my personal opinion, because the guy is without a doubt a sniper of a finisher. And as many of the pundits have said, and I agree with them, he he, he wouldn't have uh, bags of pace, but he doesn't have to. He's so much smarts. Is like he's such a good football and brain, and he's very good feet regardless. And he gets that little yard away or the ball out of his feet. And, be, and he's so good at putting the ball just inside the post. He's a ridiculously good finisher. So he's going to get his goals no matter where he goes. But it's more if he wants the individual stay where you are because at least you're going to dine out and be their main man for years to come. But if you want real trophies and you want consistent success in the Champions League, I personally think he's going to have to go. Would, would you be any different? No, 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 no. I, I've said it for a long while, Dave. Um, mm. I think I said it on one of the podcasts. He is a low man. Um, he's, he's admitted mm. that before, but you know everyone can say I'm loyal. Uh, you, you can be loyal yeah. for so long, can't you? But if there's nothing to show at the yeah. end of it, how much more loyal can you take? Uh, and yeah, 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 I go along with that. I mean, you know, we've said it before. He's not a youngster, is he? Yeah, you know, people, a lot. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know sports anything. It, he yeah, really, exactly. he doesn't. But you know, he he wants success. Obviously, you know, mm. he wants mm. trophies, but he wants big trophies. Um, and this yeah. is the thing, isn't it? I mean. And you got to remember, if, if you're going to be or, or, or you're supposedly a world-class player, and I'm not saying he isn't a world-class player, no, yeah. he is, but as I said time and time again, Dave, the so-called world-class players are the people who win big trophies, yes? They yeah, are judged yeah. on that, and that's a big difference, isn't it? 100%, and he's on a different level to this guy, but remember the likes of your, you know, there's, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Because unfortunately, he's so aren't the biggest. But you're not know, like Letizia. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are very fond of him, but he's never in. He's he's obviously he's always in a lower bracket than what maybe he should be. Because where's your medals or where's the mm. cup final runs or where's the you know there's no trophies behind it. So as much as he's a club legend, his his stars is not as big as what it could and should have been. If you know what I mean. And Keynes will be bigger than his, no doubt, because Spurs. If he stays there forever. But it, he's, he won't be in the bracket that he would want to be exactly what you've said if he stays there. Hmm. Interesting game, that. Um, I mentioned hmm. Son. Um, let's carry on with uh, the little man himself, actually. Son <laughs> slapping the face, Dave. Uh, what, what's your um, point on that? What do you reckon? <laughs> I was going to ask you guys the quest, a couple of questions first, right? Okay. And the first one would be, um, would you would you class it yourself as a free kick in general, regardless of seeing like? Do you agree that that is is a free kick or is a foul? Uh, you put me on the spot there. Um, I would have to say no. Yeah, and I I would agree with you, and I think Neil would have roughly said the same. Yeah, yeah. 
But consistently, week in, week out, watching most top-level football, Champions League football, European football, international football, week in, week out, more often than not, is that or is that not, is that given as a free kick? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I yeah. don't agree with it. No, no, no. So, yeah. But no one, no one entertained that yesterday. And that's what bothered me a little bit. I have no issue with people. There was, some of it was going over the top. Oh, football's over. Football's finished. And it's like, okay, calm down, people. <laughs> we've, we've had the opportunity of watching this 25 different angles and stuff like that. Usually, mm. this gets blown up the first time and it's a booking <laughs> or it's a free kick. So that's the only thing that I was surprised that it wasn't mentioned. As soon as I seen it, the, the contact, because I hate using that word because I don't believe contact's enough. And it was fairly obvious yesterday the contact enough wasn't for, enough for him to go down. But as soon as I seen it hit him, I straight away instinctively went, I think it's going to be overturned. And when it was, I wasn't the least bit surprised. Mm. I completely would understand why Ali Solskjaer and the players and fans alike would be furious. There was a, there was a guy... Uh, a Liverpool fan who does a watch along or something and I seen him a couple of weeks ago and he was going absolutely nuts about Liverpool but he was doing a watch along for United and, and Spurs yesterday and I instinctively would have thought somebody sent it to me so I was like oh here we go I thought he was going to be laughing at United and thinking it was great because uh, they got robbed but he didn't he just went nuts <laughs> and he was a football fan he wasn't any he wasn't a Liverpool fan he wasn't an anti-United fan he was just a football fan and he went nuts that it's ruining the game blah 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 and I 100% agree with everybody but not there wasn't that many voice of reasons yesterday going, lads, this is always a free kick, whether we like it or not. Pretty much without fail, it gets blown up. Um, for example, Mark T- um, for example, Eric Lamella, a couple of weeks ago, it was a second book and remember he caught um, uh, Kieran Tierney. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and he, in, in, in real time, it looked fairly, it looked a lot harsher and it looked like, oh, this, this, he's in trouble here. But then when you watch it from the replay, he kind of catches him at the top of his chest slash neck. But Tierney grabbed his face immediately and hit the ground. Mm. And then he gets booked and he gets sent off. Like this, like it wasn't a shock. It shouldn't have been a shock that, um, that it was given as a free. It's just, I suppose people are just fed up with the con artistry of mm. every team. And let's face it, it's every team. Like people are having a bit of a go at um, that, Son shouldn't be necessarily individual, like um, singled out here and have short memories that this happens, as I said to you, every week consistently in every in, in every league. And it's usually given as a free, whether we like it or not. Um, so it's a bit unfortunate he's getting singled out, but this happens so much. And players alike um, all claim uh, like that, that, that it's far worse than what it is. And it just highlights that this this unfortunately is part of the game nowadays, whether we like it or not. And it's just very frustrating. And I think stuff like that is probably the reason why VAR was brought in. But yet, unfortunately, they're not ruling it out because they, they, they take the letter of law, I think, too literally. And like I've said before, I hate the word. But once there's a bit of contact in the box straight away, oh, there's contact, it's definitely a penalty. But if you watch it in real time, that contact wasn't enough to bring a guy down. So in this instance, it's, it's something similar. Once he hit him in the face, I, I had a feeling he was going to be overturned, and sadly it was. Um, but I just thought it was a little bit over the top, but at the same time, I think it's more down to the frustrations of VAR as a whole and not just that one individual instance. Mm. Going to move on now to uh, well, sure. top, top four. Uh, last week, uh, we were discussing oh. about the top four, and we were saying we're almost nailed on. 
But we were talking about <laughs> Leicester having their customary annual, not Christmas party, but their yeah. Uh, Chelsea, they seem to look like they've regained their composure after that horrendous defeat against uh, West Brom. Um, yeah. West Ham, well, people keep thinking, yeah, they're, they're going to drop out of this top four. But uh, Dave, do you feel they could crash the party? Uh, they, uh, Jesus. Every every week we keep thinking, yeah, I think I can stick with what my opinion was last week. But in fairness, the whole season, you know, our opinions have changed every couple of weeks because it's so topsy-turvy. Like, Leicester are banging it now. We were, I think we were all convinced they had enough points. And mm-hmm. I know I mentioned last week their last three games are against teams around them and they need to rack up their points now or they could be in trouble. And unfortunately, that could be very true. And with the bit of indiscipline as well, it's, it's, it's not good advertising for Leicester. Credit to West Ham and David Moyes and everyone that's there. They are absolutely flying it in great form. Chelsea obviously got a much-needed win because they had a blip for a couple of weeks. And then now Liverpool have won three in a row. And you're like, there's four points between them four teams. Um, now, obviously, Spurs and Everton have, have something to say about it as well. But it looked like there was potentially one place up for grabs. Now, I think there's no two ways about it. We have to say two. And best of luck. Uh, listen, I can tell you two teams now, but let's be honest. I'm guessing. I couldn't sit here with much conviction and say, they are nailed on because the, the topsy-turviness of this league this year, in fairness, has been quite entertaining. Apart from Man City running away from it, it's very entertaining. And um, it, it could be a cracking finish. And if everyone keeps picking up points slash dropping points, yeah, with the game or two to go, and if there's two places up for grabs, it could be a great last game or two in the, in the league this year. going to stick with uh, West Ham, Dave. Um... Yeah, mate. Jesse Lingard, I mean, uh, <laughs> surely that's got to be the best. I was, well, I won't say the best signing of the season, but certainly mm. the best loan signing of the season. I mean, you know, what, what, why is he cut? You know, where's this all come from? And you, Jesse yeah. Lingard? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like uh, I have a lot of mates who are United fans, and he would have been the brunt of a lot of criticism over the last few years, and. Uh, I remember, say, maybe three or four years ago, I was still very defensive because I didn't realise, like, maybe it's the man, maybe it's less than that. But I remember kind of going, geez, lads, give him a break. He's only a young fella. And then one of the guys goes, he's 26. And I went, oh, Christ, no, you're right. Enough's enough. We can't be nice about it anymore, you know? Um, so I was very surprised. But the, the guy is playing inspired football. Um, whatever David Moyes has done, or maybe it's the guy himself, I don't know. But whatever it is, bottle it up and... And hopefully he can see out the rest of his career playing some of this because it's tremendous form. Um, like it, this is what's sad in the game, Peter. And I don't, I don't want to dwell on it. But I, if I was a West Ham fan or even a United fan, I'd be a very, I, I wouldn't get overly excited because you do have that fear. Um, they took up the option of another year, uh, so his his contract's not up until twenty twenty two, but. They, they 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 took up the option so they didn't get rid of so they didn't get to sell him for free, but you're kind of going right. Let's see if he keeps this going for a year or two. Now, don't get me wrong. I know we're probably going to come to England in the Euros, and I think he should be in it because he's he's arguably the most foreign player at the moment. But I would wouldn't get overly excited if I was West Ham United fans because I I just can't help but be that little bit of a cynic that is the guy playing for a contract, and let's see if he still plays like this after he gets the contract, whether it be at United or West Ham or wherever else he goes because he's on a lot of money 
Um, he probably wants to stay on a lot of money and therefore he's going to have to prove it. And he's proven it right now. But will he still prove it when the new contract comes in? And I, I'm, I don't know the person. But because you see it a lot in football, there's a bit of a scepticism in, in, in me, as in, will he bring this level of consistency? Because for 10 years, he hasn't really done it. So will he, is it a case of maturity now when he realises he wants to finish the game on a high? And I hope that that's the case. But that's the only bit of, as I said, scepticism about this. And, 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 and that's more of a broader opinion of some players, not all players. And unfortunately, I'm kind of planting that little seed there, but I, I could be very wrong and I'm quite happy to be very wrong. But it's I'm just a little bit weary. Like, does this, will he, will he maintain this? Or is it, look at me, get notice, get a new contract, and then does he go back to the inconsistency levels? That's just a little fearful. Uh, that's where I'd be. I don't know whether, what's your take on it? Yeah. Um... I'd probably go along with you, Dave. To be honest with you, um, mm. I mean, yeah, I, I'm always, I'm, I'm a bit like you. I'm always a little bit wary. I mean, yeah, mm. you, obviously you can't fault him for his effort, and yeah, know, he's, he's been phenomenal. He's a different player, true, but like you say, look, he's only there on loan. They haven't signed him permanently. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think he is playing for a contract. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And you know, time will tell, won't it? I mean, we'll have to yeah. wait and see, obviously, but. But I mean, at the moment, what I would say is, you know, West Ham are certainly yeah. not going to refuse anything. I mean, I think, you know, if, if it came up, then yeah. you'd love to buy the guy. Because obviously, yeah. in my opinion, yes, he is in the form of his life. But as you yeah. say, Dave, you know, he's got to maintain that, hasn't he? More yeah. than and I suppose, yeah. uh, Peter, short term for England, yeah. Probably yeah. A great, it's probably a great thing as well. Because even say technically, yeah, he is putting himself in the shop window. Or he is putting himself in it. Like he's going to perform well. And he's going to perform to the best of his capabilities for England in the summer because it's at the highest level and everyone and the world's going to be watching. So in the short term for England, I think it's a great thing for him, uh, the form that he's in. And I, I, I firmly believe he, he, he's, he's nailed on for the squad at this stage and could very easily be in the starting 11. And for that very reason, now I'm, I don't think Gareth Southgate's no fool, but it could be a great benefit to England and, and, and uh, for the Euros. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean... Uh, it would probably give uh, Dara, uh, Gareth Southgate another um, <laughs> headline, <to say. laughs> which I'm sure, realistically, he doesn't mind. Really, he's probably had a few. No, um, got a few minutes left, Dave. Um, yeah, I really want to talk about. In my opinion, I have to say congratulations to Brendan Rogers for yeah. doing what some managers, Dave. I don't know about yeah. your opinion of it. I think may have been a little bit reluctant to do, but basically. Um, Brendan Rodgers has axed uh, James Madison, Perez and uh, Chowdhury. They were dropped by him before their defeat at West Ham after breaking COVID-19 regulations by attending a party. Brendan Rodgers, I don't know if you've heard uh, the reason he he gave to the press about this, Dave, in particular, and I 100% agree with him. I just want to get your take on it more than anything. Um, He basically turned around and said, look, at the end of the day, you know, rules are rules which is 100% correct, yes. Uh, just because they're footballers, that's beside the point at the end of the day. Um, everyone's in a lockdown type thing. Or I know people can say we're coming out of lockdown, true. But at the end of the yeah. day, we're still in some form of lockdown. Yeah. These players should never have gone to a party. It's as simple as that. Um, Brendan Rogers is right. He said, look, you know, there's people that have suffered in this uh, terrible correct. pandemic. 
and there's probably people still that are going through troubles and it's going to have a bad effect probably for years to come. So at the end of the day, Dave, I personally congratulate him. I'd have to, you know, if I, if I met him, I'd shake his hand and say, well, done. <laughs> I think you're 100%. <laughs> only when you're allowed, though, Peter. Only, only shake his hand when you're allowed. Oh, that's the point. Yes, sorry. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I'll give him a, a, a fish pump there. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, if, um, if, if from a distance I could shake his hand yeah, yeah um, exactly Yeah, I mean you know all joking aside I've had a few people say to me yeah but I think it's a little bit wrong but personally my take on it is no well done Brendan it, to me you've set an example and I think Correct. fellow managers and fellow players should do the same over to you Dave uh, yeah I, I, I wouldn't vary too much away from it to be honest I think um there's certain things, you know, there's certain things you you kind of put your arms around players and listen, I'll help you get through this. And then there's other things where it's like you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And in this instance, there is no grey area. Um, I know it was alluded to by some pundits yesterday, do you let it slide because of the importance of top four? If you do, that's everything that's wrong in the game now. Yes, it's a business nowadays and there's certain things we have to concede. But... You know, it can't be just one rule for the elite and the the the, the, the can't be just one rule for one and, and, and different for the others. It's as simple as that. And the reason why they're on the pedestal that they are is, is us mere mortals paying a lot of money to go see them week in, week out. And unfortunately, we can't at the moment and everyone can't do certain things. But they went about their business. Little details. And this is just a hammer home, apparently, if all of it's true. I was reading a few reports. So the party was in Jose Perez's house. Um, he texts them apparently to say, stop what you're doing, go home, mm. as if to say, I'll give you, like maybe that would have been it. Yeah. And the guys said, right, turn off all the lights, uh, let's hide. I think the police rang and knocked on the door. Everything was switched off. Uh, there mustn't be, there, there's no one here. It's grand. They went about the business. And then all the guys with the, 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 the people that were there who were mostly women, by the way, apparently, um, all got into taxis and headed to Chowdhury's house and finished off the party at one in the morning. So they were treated like adults. They were told, stop what you're doing and go home. It could have been completely different, but they didn't. And they flouted the rules mm. and therefore they didn't play it. And they and they and, and them and them alone are putting Leicester's top four amb ambitions in, in danger because they couldn't do what the rest of the squad could do. And it's been done many times across the year and everyone deserves whatever punishment they get. But this is a, this could really really whatever momentum uh, Leicester had this could really scupper them and Chelsea Liverpool West Ham even Spurs and Everton will be baying for blood and they'll think they're the weakest link now let's get at them you know um, and there's every chance and as I said with the, the, the three fixtures where I think it's Chelsea West Ham and Spurs I can't remember you know even it's player like they could be in big trouble and they could ball it again and I would not lay any blame on Rodgers no Absolutely not. And just quickly, Dave, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but okay. um, you mentioned those three players or I was talking about. I mean, James Madison, to be fair, yeah, doing his England chances any good? Because remember, Gareth Southgate is a very, very big disciplinary. Yeah, 100%. Like, um, Foden's back in the squad, but Mason Greenwood hasn't been back in since the Iceland game. You know, um, Foden um, was punished, and rightly so, but he is also a, a, a ridiculous talent who can't be ignored. Madison could easily be in that Greenwood uh, bracket that, yes, a very talented player, but, you know, um, 
not talented enough to kind of say like there's no more games I don't think so mm. it's the squad or, or nothing so his punishment could very easily not could be missing out on the Euros um, and knowing not, not knowing the man but knowing his form there's I would I, I would back Madison not to be in the squad now at this stage mm. yeah so would I Dave, yeah. absolute pleasure speaking to you this evening. Thank you very much. Uh, unfortunately, Neil couldn't make it. He did text me. and uh, he... It would have made it worse, wouldn't it, if there was another yeah. one going on about fire? It would have been a 40-minute special. It would have been. It would have been. But, Dave, you, you filled the airwaves, so to speak, absolutely brilliantly. Um, we tried our best. Indeed. From myself, Peter Moore, and Dave, thank you very much for listening to us. You take care, and we will be back again very soon with another big kickoff football podcast.